Welcome back to a new year and a new season of Lasers and Lockets, the podcast all about awesome and complex female characters in science fiction and fantasy entertainment. I'm your friendly neighborhood host, Lee, and this time travel-tastic episode is episode 19. If you haven't already guessed from the episode title, this week's episode is all about exploring some really awesome characters from Doctor Who. I can't wait to dive in and discuss them. Doctor Who is a show I was introduced to by my older sister, I believe. She sat me down one evening and showed me the episode Blink, Series 3, Episode 10. I think it's one of the most iconic episodes of Doctor Who, and it's the one I always use to introduce new people to the series. Ever since that episode, I am deeply wary of stone angels and gargoyles, no matter where I see them. I think many who have seen that episode feel the same way, too. I'm also mildly afraid of World War II-era gas masks, especially if children are wearing them. I'm also afraid of mannequins and possibly giant spiders because of the series. But I digress. Doctor Who is a series I feel has always had complex female characters. Well, at least from the rebooted series forward, starting with Christopher Eccleston's Doctor. As I've stated in a previous episode, I am admittedly not what you would consider a true Whovian, but I do love the show and I deeply appreciate the characters. The storylines deal with some pretty fascinating topics. I am much more of an Erper, Cream Puff, Trekkie, Potterhead sort of gal, though. Erp, Puff, Trek, Potterhead. Is that a new fan name? I think I've just created a new fan name. Anyway, in the Doctor Who series, from Christopher Eccleston through to Peter Capaldi, the most consistent female characters came in the form of the Doctor's companions. I think what I'll talk through first is my favorite companion. Then we'll discuss the new female Doctor. Sound good? All right, let's dive in. Of all the companions... There's always one that brings me back to watching Doctor Who. One who depicts what it's like to be all of us at some point or another. It's Rose Tyler. Rose was portrayed by Billy Piper, and she was the first companion of the Doctor Who revival. Rose is beloved by many Doctor Who fans, and she joins the Doctor in his ninth and tenth incarnations. She definitely was the reason that Doctor Who became accessible to me. It felt like she was helping me drop in on the Doctor and his adventures. She was, quote, normal, by all accounts, and helped introduce the world and language of Doctor Who to us. She wasn't just a pretty face, and it quickly became apparent that she had an important role to play in the grand scheme of things. She wasn't just the sidekick in this go-around, as I've heard many of the companions were in the older series. She was destined for greatness. Two words... Bad Wolf. Rose was an interesting character to balance with the Doctor. She displayed such great humanity and compassion in contrast to the Doctor's alien perspective. When she's introduced to us, she has her own little entourage in the form of her boyfriend and her mom, but you can tell that she feels somewhat trapped. She's looking for something more. I think we've all been there. She's brave, 
and is willing to see that there is so much more to the universe than just Earth. She doesn't shy away or judge other species or monsters simply because they're different than her. I saw a lot of similarities between Gwen Cooper in Torchwood and Rose Tyler. They are both ordinary people thrust into extraordinary situations who choose to explore that universe and face both the greatness and the terrible darkness. Do you feel the same way? I'd love to hear your thoughts. Send me a tweet at laserslockets or catch us on our Discord. The link is in the show notes. Rose was accessible to me in a way that many other science fictional characters hadn't been before. Perhaps it was because she was of a similar age to me. Or perhaps it was because she was vulnerable in a way I hadn't seen on TV in a long time. I don't know if I could have been as brave as she was. But then again, I don't know if she knew how brave she could be. But time and time again, she proved to be capable of stepping up. She wasn't helpless. She was clever and helped the doctor see things from that human perspective. One of my favorite moments is when she stands between the doctor and the Dalek she revived. She chastised the doctor for lacking compassion towards a poor creature. She has guts in so many circumstances. She's not one to be standing in the background. Her sense of humor complemented the doctor well, and she brought lightness to the role. Instead of becoming jaded through the things she sees happen, she maintains a healthy dose of optimism. As a glass-half-full kind of gal, I am always appreciative of someone who can remain relatively positive in spite of the world around them. I am always drawn to those sorts of people. One of my favorite humorous times is when she keeps trying to get Queen Victoria to say, I am not amused. I believe that's in series two, episode two. It seriously is one of the funniest episodes I've seen of Doctor Who. Contrary to prior companions, Rose is much more independent. That is one thing I've appreciated about the most recent series of Doctor Who. The companions are much more like equals to the Doctor rather than subservient. Rose is also super sassy. Is sassy the right word? Yeah, I think so. I can think of half a dozen times when someone brushes her off for being a woman or assumes she's second to the Doctor and she sets them straight. She's confident, self-assured, in a way that really encouraged me to be more confident in myself. She is an exceptionally good role model for teenage girls and adults alike. Another aspect of Rose that makes her such a great complex character is that her instincts are unparalleled. They were usually right on, and that's something that to me is a uniquely female perspective. The women in my life and the good complex female characters I see on TV and in movies often display this perspective. And Rose is no different. She is extremely gifted in her ability to analyze situations and do exactly the right thing almost every time. And I think that the most incredible part of this and the most important part of it is that she doesn't second guess. She trusts herself. That is such an incredibly powerful thing to show young women. Society too often tells women to stand back and second guess themselves. Rose shows you that you should trust yourself. Instinct is a powerful thing, and I am so grateful I had Rose to show me that it's okay to follow and trust myself.
There were many other companions who were complex and fascinating, but I must admit I'm not as familiar with them. Martha Jones is the only other one I'm pretty familiar with, and I liked her in her own way, but she doesn't hold the same fondness in my heart as Rose did. She has a lot of admirable qualities, though. I think she is often overlooked. Her nickname was The Girl Who Walked the Earth, and she lived up to that name. She was one of the only companions who actively worked to save the world. While other companions initially declined the invitation to join the doctor, Martha was fearless and accepted it. She took a situation that she had been thrust into and made the best of it. And Martha is the companion that's in the Blink episode. Need I say more? I mean, she and the doctor only had about five minutes of screen time in that episode, but still. If you're a Harry Potter fan as well, you probably gleefully laughed when Martha used a Potter spell in one episode. You're just going to have to pop back and watch her episodes to see which one. It was a truly great moment. I love it when there's a little crossover between different um, TV series. Actually, I was recently watching the new season of One Day at a Time, and there is a moment in season or in episode two where they reference Winona Earp, and I just laughed. I loved it. It was so great. I think the reason why Martha is often overlooked is because she's this great modern woman who falls into the unrequited love trope with the doctor. The pining gets to be a little annoying at points, but that's not really her fault. I think that the series at the time tried to keep it interesting with a will-they or won't-they subplot. Martha came to the series so quickly after Rose exited, it's understandable the writers would try to fill the void in the Doctor's heart by Rose's departure. I don't think we should discount Martha simply because of that, that subplot, though. The complexity of the situation and presenting this flaw in the Doctor does ultimately help the audience feel more compassion and emotional connection to him, I believe, at least. I think that's probably a good transition to talking about the 13th Doctor. When a female Doctor was announced, I was very excited, to say the least. I always didn't understand why there hadn't been a female Doctor before, since the whole regeneration thing puts them in a new body. I was so excited when they played the trailer at San Diego Comic-Con, and I found out it was going to be Jodie Whittaker. I've always enjoyed her as an actress, and I thought she had a great potential to be a good, complex doctor. There appeared to be a fair bit of backlash when they announced a female doctor, which I don't understand. It really is the 13th Doctor who brought me back to Doctor Who, and I think it breathed new life into the series. For ease of reference, I'm going to be referring to her as 13 from here on out. More than any previous doctors, 13 has an undeniable increase in compassion toward other creatures and people. She likes to be around others. She has one of the larger companion sets with Graham, Ryan, and Yasmin. Actually, I believe this is the first time that a companion group has been sustainably seen in the reboot uh, since 2005. I think they dabbled a little bit with it in the beginning with Rose and with Mickey and some others but it wasn't very sustainable and it went back to just one companion. In the research I've done, the previous doctor to do that was the fifth doctor, all the way back in the original run of the series. 
13 is all about engineering things, and I love that she made her own Sonic Swiss Army knife, but without the knife, because only idiots carry knives, in the season opener. She's also curious, extremely calm under pressure, doesn't panic, and she's incredibly empathetic. I believe this is such an important part of her characterization. She's so in tune with her companions and with other species and beings, more so than any previous Doctor in the reboot. Those who may not understand how the Doctor's regeneration works would be right in being confused with the sudden increase in compassion and empathy. But it's important to note that when a Doctor regenerates, the Doctor's past experiences are collectively transferred to the new body and consciousness. If you think about it, the Doctor has spent the past 10 years building up emotional knowledge and 13 is just the culmination of it all. Imagine if, after you died, you just regenerated in a new body and brought all your past knowledge and baggage into your new body. That's what happens with the Doctor, I believe. If I'm wrong, feel free to correct me. Another thing that I love about 13 is that she seems more concerned with helping people see their potential and reach it. We could all use someone like that in our lives. She takes on a mentor-teacher role with them, especially with her companions, but she also wants to be a part of their lives. She wants to hang out with them and is aware of their emotional needs to see their loved ones and helps them be better people. In turn, they help her too. Her companions seem to fulfill some need in her to have a more full life, full of experiences, love, and life itself. I think my favorite quote from her debut is, quote, "'Cause we're capable of the most incredible change. We can evolve while still staying true to who we are. We can honor who we've been and choose who we want to be next,' close quote. That speaks to the desires of 13 more than anything. This series really is about honoring who she was while choosing who she gets to be next." And I am all in for that. I hope they have subsequent series with the 13th Doctor. All right, this brings us to the recommendations for this episode. If you have the opportunity, I encourage you to pop back and rewatch the 9th and 10th incarnations of the Doctor so you can experience Rose, Tyler, and Martha. If you want to do a fun comparison after that, also check out Torchwood and see if you can compare and contrast Gwen Cooper and Rose Tyler. Also, if you haven't yet, please, please give The Thirteen Doctor a try. She really did bring me back to the series, and I found her so relatable and warm. It felt like coming home. This leads us into the question of the episode, gentle listeners. Who is your favorite Doctor Who companion? And who is your favorite Doctor? I can't wait to see your responses. Tweet them to me at Lockets. Or you can pop into our Discord and share them there. You'll find the link in the description. We'll see you back here in two weeks for another episode. In the meantime, I hope you take some time to travel with the Doctor. Keep your sonic screwdriver with you at all times. And remember, if the angels have the phone box, don't blink. Don't even blink. Just don't blink. Get your nerd on and be awesome. All right. <laughs>